Hey there, sports fan. Welcome to the Draft Site Podcast, your home for all professional sports drafts. Brought to you by DraftSite.com, the original full round mock draft site. Now let's get to the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the DraftSite.com podcast. We are under 47 hours to go until NFL draft time. It is Tuesday evening at the time of this recording. About 10 after 9 Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday will be round one of the NFL Draft in primetime this year, nonetheless. Catch it on box. Day two will start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. Rounds two and three. Saturday at noon, rounds four through seven. And that, of course, is just the beginning We'll have undrafted free agents in that nature. And as always, we will be live. We will be blogging. We will be giving you a running tally of what we see going on, updating the site as we go. It's going to be just as awesome as it is each and every year with many, many trades and moves that are anticipated. I am DJ Boyer, usually your podcast person here, and uh, it is it is just I. Yeah. We're going to jump right into things. And where do we start? Well, with the top pick, because right usually about this time, we know who the top pick is. We really don't know. It's still kind of anybody's guess. Now, what we do know is Cleveland currently holds the first and fourth picks. We're expecting a lot of move at the top, a lot of movement at the top, probably the first three picks being quarterbacks with some trades being thrown in there. Cleveland probably taking a quarterback with the first overall pick. The Jets at number three look to be uh, in the market for a quarterback, but the Giants at number two, those two New York teams pick a two and three. The Giants, if they stay put, word on the street is they will go after Penn State running back Saquon Barkley or NC State defensive end Bradley Chubb. Will they go after a quarterback? Well, if Sam Darnold of USC has passed upon, that seems to be the thought. But if Darnold is gone with the top pick, the Giants may not be selecting a quarterback. And I really think they're putting themselves in a position here to try and get the best trade partner, the best partner to the dance as possible. Buffalo Bills being a big uh, possibility. Arizona Cardinals. The Bills with a couple of uh, first-round picks. They seem to be the most likely partner, but guess who also has two picks? A team that's lurking. A team we've seen just pull off miracles and many a great feat before. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks. Those pesky New England Patriots. And with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was left go for just a second-round pick, virtually nothing, the heir apparent to Tom Brady, who will be 41 at the start of the season, is not really there. Do the Patriots make a move up? Are the Patriots quarterback shopping? The quarterbacks, as in most cases, are really going to dictate the tempo, the flow, and how things go here early on. But with so many good signal callers available, this could be a year that we see a lot of movement. But again, it seems usually when we anticipate a lot of trades, that's when they don't happen. And when we're not really expecting it, that's when the trades do. 
There may not be the number of trades we're looking for, but there should be a big deal or two. Right now, we're going to start with our mock draft. We're going to go over how it stands. The mock draft currently on the site, which is not taking into effect any trades, or if they are, it's basically just a player, what team he's going to, probably just not in that position. But we can also talk potential trades. If a trade happens, if someone moves up a particular player, what that can actually do to the rest of the field, and who are some of the dance partners that we think are going to be moving up that draft board. We've mentioned Cleveland at one. Cleveland should be keeping this. Now, I think they are open to possibly dealing this pick. But usually if, if there's a deal that's going to involve a number one pick and the immense amount of compensation that's going to go with it, we would have heard something by now. My guess is if we don't hear anything by, I would say, the middle of the day tomorrow, this first pick is definitely going to be uh, with Cleveland. It's normally a day in advance. We're probably not only going to know that Cleveland will have the pick, we might actually get some breaking word as to who they are trying to negotiate with. Sometimes there's multiple players keeping the suspense. They open up kind of minimal contract talks, get the basics out of the way. So we still may not know. But word is if we don't, uh, if we don't hear about any potential deals, it should be Cleveland picking. I still have them with Sam Darnold. We're hearing more and more that uh, Josh, Josh Allen is in play. A tremendous amount of upside potential there. But I think that's you, – you've also got what I feel to be the largest potential for a first-round bust. And I'm even factoring Lamar Jackson into the equation. Just very little accuracy – did not show up in the big games. Now, he can throw the ball a million miles. He's got the stature you're looking for. You know what? So did Kyle Bowler. So did a number of other players. So did Byron Leftwich. Didn't really do too much for them. you got to know how to play the game. He's very raw. I think everyone will agree, even if this pick does pan out, and Josh Allen is the pick at the top of the draft, he's not ready to play right away. He's going to need just about a full, if not a full and then some, season on the bench, learning, taking in the game, adjusting to the speed of the game. Usually that's the thing that will do it more than anything. It's just the speed of the game itself. But we've got Sam Darnold going there. If, in fact, we've already talked a little bit, if this is Josh Allen, suspect the Giants will jump on Sam Darnold. If this is Sam Darnold, as we are anticipating, the Giants, I feel, are more, more apt to be making a trade. Teams that want Josh Rosen that want Josh Allen. Maybe even Baker Mayfield, because Baker Mayfield has been rumored for quite some time now to be going with the Jets at number three, and he's even in play at number one. 
or some outlets are saying that now this is a trifecta that Baker may feel it's a possibility of being a top pick. Now we know Josh Rosen is going to be a top ten guy. Lamar Jackson is going to go high, but neither one of them seem to be in play for number one. It's down to Darnold. It's down to Mayfield, and it's down to Josh Allen. In the end, I feel Cleveland's going to go with the short thing. But again, let's not forget, this is the Cleveland Browns. Anything could happen. We've got Darnold there. So as we stated, if Darnold goes, the Giants are going to go um, looking for a trade partner. It's going to just be Price. But if they get a, get a partner... I suspect it's the Buffalo Bills who currently have the 12th and 22nd pick. The New England Patriots at 23 and 31. Buffalo is obviously closer. Or it could be Cleveland at number four. They've got a, just a plethora of picks once again. I think the Jets are going to stay put at three. So if the Giants stay put, put just ever so slightly, we have this as Saquon Barkley over the defensive end, Bradley Chubb. But again, ever so slightly. Barkley, we have rated as the top player in this draft, regardless of position. The problem is we normally don't see running backs go this high. The problem is this is the deepest running back class we have seen in, I would say, the last eight to ten years. So the Giants won't necessarily have to make the take one Barkley. They can probably stay put, make no moves, get a player like Bradley Chubb or someone else, and still get a quality running back at the top of round two. Because aside from Saquon Barkley, there's no guarantee that any other running back will go in the first round. Gary Skice is a distinct possibility. Even Sony Michelle is a possibility. But Barkley's the only true thing. Ronald Jones, staying with the second pick in round two, number 34 overall, the Giants can still land a quality difference-making running back. But here, for the argument's sake, we have Sam Darnold going up one to the Cleveland Browns. Saquon Barkley at two to the New York Giants. That leaves the Jets at number three. We are believing the rumors here. This is the time of year when you've got to sift through what is correct and what is not. Baker Mayfield to the Jets seems legit. I think the only way that this gets thrown out, one, is if Baker Mayfield does go number one overall, which we do not feel, or Josh Allen's still on the board. Now, in this scenario, Mayfield and Allen are both still there. That's really just because there's no trades in the scenario. One of them is likely to be gone, and it's most likely going to be Josh Allen. Most likely a team trading into that two-hole with the Giants. But we're going, to, we're going to keep the Jets with Baker Mayfield. At four, those Cleveland Browns are back on the clock. Why not take Bradley Chubb? Think about it. Last year, top pick, Miles Garrett. There's some time at the beginning of the year with that high ankle sprain. But he was very effective when he was on the field. The Cleveland Browns can land the top two pass rushing specialists in back-to-back drafts 
Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb on either side, bookending that defensive line. Folks, you can't, you can't double-team them both. If you can, you're very susceptible to pass rush up the middle, having the defensive tackle lead things up. Someone's going to be, someone's going to be available. Someone's going to be open. There are many that feel, even though Garrett was the top pick overall last year, the number one player off the board, that Chubb's actually a better prospect. I feel Chubb is more rounded. I think he plays the run a little bit better. He's more pro-ready at this point. I think the ceiling is higher with Miles Garrett. But I'll tell you what, I wouldn't turn either of them away. A team with both of them? Wow. That's going to keep a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC North up at night. That's one of my friends stated. It might be enough to make Ben Roethlisberger really consider that retirement a little bit early. At five, the Denver Broncos. Now, Denver has already made a deal. They brought in Case Keenum, who had his career year last year with the Vikings. But we saw them going quarterback. Josh Rosen. Quentin Nelson is on a lot of boards here. But I look at Josh Rosen. You know the one quarterback that he really reminds me of? So much intelligence we hear. A little bit brash, a little bit arrogant. Is it near? Does that sound like John Elway? That sounds exactly like John Elway. John Elway, when he made his demands, he wasn't going to play for the Baltimore Colts. He was already in the minor league system with the Yankees. There were some who thought he was going to be a right fielder with the organization within a year or two. He was good enough to play in the major leagues, start in the major leagues. Was accused of arrogance. Was accused of being maybe a little too smart for his own good. Same thing we hear about Josh Rosen. Really, the only only difference here, there have been some question about Rosen's durability. Really not the case with John Elway. Really the only difference... I feel between the two. When Elway came out with Stanford, and when Rosen came out this this season, we have him going to Denver. It just seems like a match. The Indianapolis Colts at six. Now they've already traded back with the Jets. They were originally at three, and just because they traded back once, don't think they won't trade back again. There is a possibility, a strong possibility. With so many holes to fill, Indianapolis makes multiple deals. Here's another possibility. Teams like Arizona and teams like the Jets. I'm sorry, Arizona and the Bills. They may not have the juice to go all the way to number two or three. They might need a couple of deals. Reminiscent of what the Eagles did a couple years ago when they got Carson Wentz. The Eagles went from 13 to 8. They made the initial deal with the Dolphins. They then moved from eight to two. Indianapolis is a likely stepping stone in this scenario. I think Indianapolis at six and Chicago at eight. If any of these teams have realistic packages, it could involve two trades. And if it does, those are the two teams I'm looking at. Indianapolis at six, Chicago at eight. They could be the stepping stones to allow these teams behind them to make the first of two deals and really move up and get that franchise quarterback they're looking for. 
here Indianapolis is going to stay put. They take Quentin Nelson, the offensive guard out of Notre Dame. Maybe not the biggest need. However, we have seen Andrew Luck get beat up. Andrew Luck is going to be coming back this year after an extended absence. They're going to have to do everything in their power to shore up his well-being and make sure that he is injury-free. If Indianapolis has any prayer of doing anything this season or in any years to come, getting a quality interior lineman who many feel is going to be the first lineman off the board, great way to start. Seven, if there's a slam-dunk pick, I think if there's one pick that many pundits right now are kind of saying, yeah, I think that's the pick. It's got to be Tampa Bay with Derwin James, the safety out of Florida State. That's that's nearly a slam dunk. Nearly a slam dunk. Not that it's just safety that Tampa Bay needs help with. You're talking about the team that was dead last in total defense and many defensive statistical categories a season ago. Best defender on the board after Bradley Chubb. There's many of the fields, James. Why not go there? There's a big need in the secondary. Take the best player available because there's multiple holes. The secondary and the pass rush, both glaring, glaring needs. The two biggest needs on that Buccaneer team. At eight, the Chicago Bears, again, said this could be the stepping stone. This could be the team where Arizona or Buffalo makes the first of a couple deals to get themselves in position. If Chicago stays put, we have them with Denzel Ward, corner out of Ohio State, not a slam dunk. I think they'd really like Quentin Nelson. If Quentin Nelson fell, if the Colts went another direction, there is a, a, a very high affinity for Roquan Smith, the linebacker from Georgia. Although I feel that if Indianapolis trades back, that's the player they're going to look to pick up. But Denzel Ward, Chicago needs, they've made a couple of signings in the secondary. There's some turnover there, but they want to groom a future superstar. Chicago at 8, Oakland at 10, always seem to be high on those corners with blinding speed. Denzel Ward, was the fastest of the top prospects at the cornerback position. Number nine, San Francisco 49ers, Minka Fitzpatrick. Is he a corner? Is he a safety? Doesn't matter. San Francisco needs both. San Francisco is very, very high on Fitzpatrick. Roquan Smith a possibility. Tremaine Edmonds also a possibility. Could be a wide receiver, but if that's the case, I think you're going to see the 49ers trade back. There's really no one around them that I feel is a slam dunk or looking at receiver or the team that we can take is going on. They're their receiver all the way. So if San Francisco decides to go the receiver, I think you're looking at them moving back on the board. Number 10, Roquan Smith. We talked about the inside linebacker from Georgia. Oakland, looking for them looking for linebackers on the inside and outside. If he gets down San Francisco, again, the Ruben Foster situation could necessitate 
San Francisco looking at a linebacker a little earlier than what they wanted to. So we're going to recap the top ten right here. Again, no deals. Sam Darnold, Cleveland. Saquon Barkley, New York Giants. Baker Mayfield, New York Jets. Bradley Chubb, Cleveland Browns. Josh Rosen, Denver Broncos. Quentin Nelson to the Indianapolis Colts. Derwin James, safety from Florida State to Tampa Bay. Cornerback out of Ohio State, Denzel Ward to Chicago. Minka Fitzpatrick, cornerback slash safety from Alabama, going to San Francisco. And Roquan Smith, inside linebacker from Georgia. Again, we expect Buffalo and or Arizona to make moves into the top five, possibly even New England. But the more realistic scenario is it's going to take two deals. They need stepping stones. They need dancing partners. Again, if this happens, Indianapolis 6, Chicago at 8, look to be the most likely trading partners. Well, let's go on. 11 through 20. Miami Dolphins, Adam Gase, head coach, has been on record saying he's happy with Ryan Tannehill but there's so many people who are just not buying it. I think Miami's going to be looking quarterback at some point, but I don't think they have to do it in the first round. I think there's a little bit of love for Baker Mayfield. But with him off the board, we've got them with Tremaine Edmonds, the linebacker from Virginia Tech. If a player like Minka Fitzpatrick slips, if Denzel Ward slips, or maybe even you take a, a chance on, say, a Josh Jackson, Miami could be looking secondary, but here, Tremaine Edmonds, give them that linebacker from Virginia Tech. Buffalo at 12, this is where I have Josh Allen. Again, I do not expect him to be the 12th pick. Buffalo is the most likely team to move up to acquire his services, so we have him at 12 in this mock. Not that we feel he's the 12th pick. We just feel he's a Buffalo Bill. If any team's moving up and targeting someone, it's the Buffalo Bills targeting Josh Allen. 13, this is starting to look like another slam dunk pick. Vita Vey, defensive tackle out of Washington. Going to Washington, D.C., that is. If Vey makes it past the Raiders, I think there's some interest there. Washington just needs a gap in the middle of that, in the middle of that line. Ezekiel Elliott, some other teams are going to see a lot. They want a big presence in the interior of that line. You pair him with last year's picture and Reed played well before his injury. Really gives them a nice mixture of athleticism and just brute strength. 14, the Green Bay Packers. We have Marcus Davenport here out of uh, UTSA, University of Texas San Antonio. Intriguing prospect at 6'6", 240. Going to put a little weight on his frame. And just the fact that he played at a smaller school, he's ready. Oh, he tore it up against big-time competition at the Senior Bowl. Green Bay's got a bigger need in the secondary, but here, uh, I feel if Roquan Smith fell or Marcus Davenport, you go for the home run, the best player on the board, and then maybe kind of fill toward the biggest need that you have, which is going to be the secondary. Here, the best player left. That is a remote fit for Green Bay. It's going to be Davenport. 15, we've got Arizona with Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver out of Alabama. 
again, Arizona, the team desperate for a quarterback. They have Sam Bradford. We all, we all know what kind of shape that knee is in. Now, they've also signed Mike Glennon, who seems to be the journeyman, comes around and it's just the ultimate patchwork QB. If they don't go first round, they're going to go at some point. Lamar Jackson is a possibility here. But here we have Calvin Ridley. You've got a player like Larry Fitzgerald nearing the end of his career, and they've lost uh, a lot of other players. John Brown, most most uh, notably. There's some there's some receivers that are no longer there. Coverage getting a little bare in Arizona. And if they have another devastating injury like they did last year to open the year with David Johnson, ooh, they need people to fall back on. Calvin Ridley. Baltimore, Mike McGlinchey, right in the middle. Number 16, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Took Ronnie Stanley a couple years back, and that Notre Dame lineman seemed to have panned out. We say it all the time. Baltimore just takes the best player available. Now, they are a dark horse for a quarterback. With so much attention to teams in the middle tier, like Arizona, like New England, if there's one team that flies under the radar, swoops in and makes a quarterback pick, don't be shocked if it's the Ravens. Bill Flacco's getting up there in age. Tyrod Taylor's no longer longer the backup, obviously. Leighton Vanderesh, 17 of the LA Chargers. He's a guy who's really moved up. We could see him go as high as uh, just outside the top 10 in that 14 to 11 range. He's also called a possibility with Green Bay. We have the Chargers taking him here. 18, Seattle Seahawks, another guy that's moving up. Harold Landry, defensive end slash linebacker out of Boston College. Led the NCAA in fact a couple years ago. DJ Moore, wide receiver out of Maryland, going to Dallas at 19. Portland Sutton's been rumored here as well. With the release of Des Bryant, it's looking like wide receiver is an immediate need. And at 20, the last of the non-playoff teams from last year, Detroit Lions, another player. This seems to be the area where these these players of a fringe first-round prospects are kind of moving into. Kaven Bryan, the defensive tackle out of Florida, production wasn't there. He doesn't have the numbers to jump out. But his workouts have been phenomenal. He's really impressed people uh, with the interview process, and he's just got the physical intangibles. You can see the flashes of brilliance on tape. He's a guy who's going to get picked a lot higher than what his stats really necessitate where he should be chosen. Let's go back over these, 11 through 20. Miami, Tremaine Edmonds, linebacker, Virginia Tech. 12, quarterback Josh Allen from Wyoming to Buffalo. Again, we feel he's a bill, not that he's going to be on the board 12. Vita Bay, defensive tackle out of Washington to Washington at 13. Green Bay selects Marcus Davenport, defensive end out of UTSA at 14. 15, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver, Alabama. Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle from Notre Dame at 16, one of the Ravens. Chargers at 17, select Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker from Boise State. Seattle with Howard Harold Landry, defensive end out of Boston College. D.J. Moore, the wide receiver from Maryland, going to Dallas at 19. And Taven Bryan, the defensive tackle from Florida at 20. Let's go to the playoff teams. 21, your Cincinnati Bengals. This is another one that's been kind of slam dunky. 
it's obviously it's going to be along the offensive line. But we have James Daniels, the first center off the board from Iowa. Frank Ragnow has really been moving up. Maybe we see him in the tail end of round one. I still feel he's more middle to late stages round two. I think he's the only center that could go ahead of Daniels. You could see them both go in the first round. Not out of the question. You could see Daniels even going at 18 uh, to Seattle. It's a possibility. Again, Buffalo picking a 22. We don't think they'll have both their picks. We think they're moving up. But here in this scenario, Jair Alexander, the corner out of Louisville. A little undersized. Good leaping ability. Great hands. Instincts are there. 23, New England Patriots first to two picks. They're at 23 and 31. Uh, we have them with Colton Miller, the offensive tackle out of UCLA. <clears throat> Obviously with Nate Solder being down. Or they go quarterback here. There's definite interest in Lamar Jackson. I don't know if it's enough for New England to pull the trigger, get a quarterback in round one. I'm not going to say they're totally in love with him, but they're thinking about it. They're enamored. They do like the skill set. But here, Colt Miller is that neat solder replacement. 24, Carolina Panthers, Joshua Jackson, Iowa. If he is at 24, this guy could be the steal of the first round. He's the one guy, again, we see it more than maybe, maybe wide receivers as well, but speed numbers are so big to the cornerbacks. We see it every year. There's a corner or two. It ends up dropping a round or two just because he doesn't have the blazing speed numbers. And I feel teams have looked too hard at the speed numbers of Josh Jackson. He doesn't have the long-term open field speed. He's got the burst. His cone times are great. Switches direction, fantastic, very fluid. And he just has the ball instincts. Joshua Jackson, in my opinion, it's probably going to be the best corner out of this draft. And I feel he's he could even slip into the second round. I think it's more likely that he's in the 17 to 30 range. But, boy, someone's going to get a steal. 25, Tennessee Titans. They're going with Rashawn Evans, the inside linebacker from Alabama. A player that it looks like the Steelers are coveting. And not knowing the long-term status of Ryan Shazier. Trying to get an inside linebacker to replace him. Deron Payne, staying in Alabama. Defensive tackle, going to Atlanta. Hayden Hurst, first tight end off the board, New Orleans Saints. They like the tight ends. Take the South Carolina kid. Pittsburgh, Malik Jefferson, listed as an outside linebacker from Texas. He can play inside. Again, Ryan Shazier, get your replacement. Rashawn Evans off the board. Lake Jefferson's the next best thing. Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver out of SMU, going to Jacksonville. This guy's got the body that screams Des Bryant. It's why so many Dallas fans want Sutton. He's not the polished product. Is DJ Moore too much of just straight line speed and a one-trick pony? It's possible. But I can say this. The boys love him. The Cowboys seem to be all about DJ Moore right now. Will Hernandez, the offensive guard from UTEP, going to Minnesota? That's a value pick. New England, we talked about Lamar Jackson. 
We have him here at 31 if he gets by Pittsburgh and or New Orleans. We have him in New England here, but we think New England's going to have to move up to get him. And 32, Philadelphia Eagles, the world champion Philadelphia Eagles. We have him with Connor Williams, the offensive tackle out of Texas. Jason Peters, probably the last year he's going to be wearing Eagle Green. Do you draft a left tackle replacement now? Or do you draft that right tackle guy, move Lane Johnson? Lane Johnson's already had two pops for PEDs. I think you get uh, someone to replace him. Not sure it's going to be Williams, but they're going to be looking offensive line sometime early. Or it is the Eagles would like to trade back because of the wheeling and dealing and other things they've made. They're not going to pick again until round four. So the Eagles want to step back. There's multiple players that are high on their board. Look for the Eagles to push hard. Look for that one team who wants to get someone at the end of round one and not have someone go into day two. Have teams, like, find them and look for them. So Philadelphia's in a good position to trade back. I think they do it. They don't have to wait uh, until day three to make another selection. But if they do stay put, Connor Williams. Or could be a running back. Once gone, there's long-term questions about the durability and the knees. Running back to possibility. Darius Dice is still on the board here. We're going to go back here. 21 Cincinnati, James Daniels, center from Iowa. Jair Alexander, Buffalo, cornerback. Colt Miller, offensive tackle from UCLA, going to New England. Joshua Jackson, the corner from Iowa, going to Carolina. Rashawn Evans, the inside linebacker from Alabama. Going to Tennessee, another Alabama player going to Atlanta, Deron Payne, defensive tackle. Aiden Hurst, the tight end from South Carolina, going to New Orleans. Malik Jefferson, linebacker from Texas, going to Pittsburgh. Portland Sutton, the big six foot three wide receiver from SNU, joins Jacksonville in our scenario. Minnesota gets Will Hernandez, the offensive guard from UTEP. New England, Lamar Jackson, former Heisman winner. Quarterback out of Louisville and the world champion Philadelphia Eagles select Connor Williams offensive tackle out of Texas. Now we may have another podcast before round one. If not, you will hear from us again after round one with a recap and then what to look forward to in rounds two or three. I am DJ Boyer. We will see you guys in 47 hours and 14 minutes. 